watching prohibition fall down. All right, growers, what's up? We'll do the grow talk coming at you. I think I'm wearing the coming at you shirt too much. People might call me out on that, but I dig it. Hey, have you gotten any of the shirts from uh, our merch dude from over at Karma Dog? He gave, look, I've got the clone only shirt on today. He gave me a high yeah. intensity, low He's, profile. You hooked me up, brother. Did you make sure he's sending a package my way to the great north, he's white north? He's got to be. He's got to be. <laughs> you just probably have to pay uh, some kind of tax on it before it comes through. <sighs> the only time I get visited by mail people with credit card machines. Jesus. All right. So before we get into the show, I'll give you a little preview here in Grow Talk. We're going to talk about grow area getting too hot. Seasons are changing, guys. We're going to talk about being able to handle it on your indoor grow or not handling it. Yeah. Um, this one's pretty tight. Indigenous Michael Rizal, Michael Rizal, I'll give Michael Rizal, capture versus recharge by Dr. Pistol Popper. <laughs> Deal. Easy. Uh, and another really interesting here, dynamic accumulator. So we're going to talk about some dynamic accumulation. Okay. And last but not least, and we're going to talk about our own grows as well, is new grower low stress training question. So we're going to get in some good grow talk here, guys, before we do you know how I do. DGC membership is alive and strong, and membership has its privileges. Ooh, ooh, Such I, as going over to dudegrows.com, hop on into the members-only deals, and you can get your 30% off recharge there. Free seeds from Seeds Here Now. These are obsolete. No, it's obsolete, correct? Yes, it is. You know, I was trying to spell that on the format a couple of days ago. I had no idea. <laughs> no idea. Do your research, uh, great breeder. These just aren't, you know, hey, here's some, sh you know, whatever kind of freebies we just need to get rid of. These are good seeds, great right. genetics, as well as you guys can get some other deals over there, like the coupon code for the DGC outlet. Uh, Scotty, I've seen a couple color-changing DGC mugs go out. Pretty cool. Nice, nice. Mine is actually over where I actually drink coffee, so it's never on the table with me, dang it. What can you do? <laughs> my, big, my big cup is, though, man, my Arctic cup. DGC Mine's style. pretty standard. I got the Kauai Rooster Cup, the Kauai from Kauai, Hawaii, where my buddy Laird Hamilton lives. We hang out all the time. You know, I tried to listen to that Joe Rogan episode, and I found him annoying, man. He's just like uh, too into himself, man. And it's oh, he's, he's good to go. Cool cat. You're just not in shape, and he makes you feel bad. I'm scared for all right, ten. I found him annoying. <laughs> <laughs> moving on, moving on, guys. You want to become a member? Ten dollars a month. We're giving away Spectrum King 400 Plus with a new light engine in it here the 15th of June. Next month, I believe we're going to have some things or something special coming from Rapid LED as well. So stay tuned. You members can all are entered into those monthly raffles, and those will be continuing to come at you throughout the year, once a month. Yeah, looking forward to it. Dude, looking forward to it. Get the goods. First Grow All Autoflowers by George626. All right. That's a better than a 323, Mazda. Hey, so hey, funny you know, today. Upgrade, we'll work on it. Upgrade, All right. Man. I started with four autoflower seeds from ilovegrowingmarijuana.com. I've actually ordered seeds from them before. I started one blueberry, two granddaddy purples, and one northern lights. I got a total of one pound. One pound total. All right. And so you had four autos? That made my eyebrows raise, man. Awesome. Two, two ounces off the blueberry. Two ounces to give off the, to the children. Herbs. Two ounces off the Northern Lights. And then the other Granity Purple I grew in um, cocoa, not not soil like the others. I ended up getting a little over a half pound off of it. Hell yeah, man. This grow was a huge success. I love the show. I'm always letting listening in when I'm in the garden to keep up the good work. I'm also deep 
prohibition land in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. The whole grow was under Vipa spectrum. Viper, I'll go Vipa. <laughs> Blue lights. Now my next grow, I have some HLGs coming I'm going to use for flower. Beautiful. Dude, look at these pictures, man. He's got some good nugs there. These are nice. These are nice. I'm telling you, the autos guru was talking about getting some autos. And uh, you get two harvests in. Sounds Go, good. To going me. for out to, and not really mess with your plant counts at all. You can you can get two harvests in in the summer outdoors. Absolutely. Autos. And so really, if you do start them early, could probably get three harvests in, mm. in the summer. Not say things we can't do in my yard. You might have a couple <laughs> weeks where you're over your plant count for flowering plants, but yeah. Let's get into the grow talk, man. You Come ready? On. You ready? Whoa, almost dropped my lighter. Don't want to do that. I got a toke here. This is grow. First off, grow grower questions are pulled from dudegrows.com. Just under grower questions. All y'all can post up there. Don't have to be a member or any of that. Just need to be logged into the site with your username and have some fun. There's a good community helping out over there as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Couldn't do it without y'all. Grower, grow area getting too hot by Daz. I'm going to go with Dazman. Daz, Dazman? Dazman? Uh, you got me. You know how I do. Yeah, that's how you do it, man. You did excellent on that one, sir. Having trouble with my friend's 8x8x8 eight by eight by eight grow area. It's built inside a standalone garage. Standalone garage, meaning like it's not attached to the house probably on any wall. Yeah. Like it's all, okay. yeah. It goes first grow went okay through the cool months. The grow vegged okay with temps peaking mid-80s. Flipped last week into flower. Now we're struggling to keep it under 90. Mm. We started with two best... Best best of uh, LED lights using the same lights and settings used to the veg ambient outside has been high in the high 90s outside of the building. So that doesn't give shiz to work with. Mm. Uh, temps in the grow area peaked over 100. Okay. And he said that's definitely now we're getting into like very bad zone for flowering. Oh, yeah. But he's in early flower still. So you can address this and still have a good crop. Right. Um, portable 700 BTUAC. I thought that was a typo. I didn't think they made a – do they make a 700 BTUAC? That's got to be like a little room cooler. That's got to be the smallest one you can buy. It's like the one they put on top of an RV, right? Oh, wait. That can't mean 700. That's got to be 7,000 BTUs. I don't know. He said 700 again in the, the comments below. But Let's here we'll finish this. that it's 7,000 because 7,000 is probably the smallest of those uh, – Seven seven hundred would be like what to bring his dabs over. <laughs> seven thousand is <laughs> is like a really small window or a smaller window unit. Yeah, so let's assume it's a seven thousand. Maybe it's making a mistake because that's what people are going to. Okay. Small or that's the smallest. Uh, uh, what do they call them? The portables that you can get. You know, with the hose out the back. Yeah, no, I'm following you, but I don't understand what he says next. He goes that the AC unit goes into thermal midday. He goes, I took out one of the lights to see if that would be better. And I tried helping AC exhaust out with another six inch inline fan with little change. You got to be careful adding any fans to those Mm -hmm. portable. If it's a portable AC with a hose. Yep. um, They're pretty stringent. I won't say some people I've seen like extend the duct out really far and all that. And it can definitely screw it though. It's working at all. Actually, especially if it's a single hose hose uh, AC, because then it, then it's running air from the room out over the compressor out that one hose it's not it's so it's taking away your cool air mm-hmm. to help cool the compressor too yeah. um but I, I also think that this standalone garage i have a feeling that this is in full sun somewhere um and well the, yeah and it says events everything from the room into the attic of the garage and the attic is freaking hot and so and i mean it sounds like that in this ac isn't able to handle this at all and that this room is basically like baking from the outside in 
where the the walls uh, as soon as the air in the room is getting cooled the walls are are heating heating the air in that room just because it, it's it's so hot um yeah in, inside that that uh garage yeah so either insulation would, would be something you could use but and then cooling the end and i would think you're going to need a mini split here this is if you're going to invest in this i i just had my air conditioner go out recently a couple days ago dude asked me what i was doing i was in there trying to figure out what i'm going to do in my grow because my my little floor mounted portable ac i think it was a fourteen thousand btu by the way i realized my intake was sucking in recharge air and holy <laughs> shit it's it's amazing that thing actually worked but uh Oh, yeah, for, I just don't think these things are reliable to do an entire grow on. They leak it, air too. Even the dual hose ones sure. leak air. Yep. Yeah, yeah the dual hose, you got to be careful. I'd get dank out the back end of it, getting close to harvest. You know, some it was pulling something through the room. Yep. Uh, so in this situation, a couple of things. If you decide, that's the first thing. Some people just decide that, look, these three freaking months, it's too hot. You got enough of your own supply. Right. And you realize that you got to buy five thousand dollars worth of equipment or whatever i'm not saying that that's the case here sometimes it's good to shut down because you can grow for 70 percent of the other time in seasons because somebody recommend if the room you have is being heated from the outside in like this garage is a lot of times even with an an oversized ac it's going to be on all the time trying Mm. to fight it and keep up with that right and you you run your shitload it costs a ton of money and you run into other problems with it just constantly so if they can do some insulation and then also an active exhaust on the attic of this building that is just, you know, if you're just dumping into the attic and relying on the soffit vents to be working and suffice, obviously it's not, you know, it's really hot. Right. You need to get, like I say, in, in residences or commercial, if you're removing the heat from your grow space, where is it going next and where's your replacement air? I always want heat to go out of the building is the goal unless it's beneficial in the winter time or something like that but See, i always want heat to be conditioned and i want my rooms to stay steel sealed especially if i'm in prohibition land i want that shit sealed i'd rather buy a, a mini split or something like that spend they started a grand maybe. and the cool thing with mini splits is they do the only thing entering and leaving your room is free on. free on exactly that, that's right. it there's no air being transferred there's no have air running over and cooling a compressor because all that well, and you can done hide outside the outside of your unit house too pretty good like I've, if you do i've even seen them set up like on the outside of a barn uh like you would store hay in but there's really just mini splits on the inside with like mm-hmm. chicken wire kind of hiding it yep that worked pretty well. Yeah, that's a uh, little bit more expensive. A window unit would be the cheapest. Obviously, a window unit coming out of a garage could be a little suspicious Huge or shady or safe security that. breach potential. Yep. yep. Um, but those would be the options, and all of them involve investment in a new AC and deciding. And plus, how much is power where you're at? I don't know. You got to add right. that up too because this thing's going to run. Yeah, so I was thinking about this. I'm in the exact same situation where I've got an AC that just cut out. By the way, all the ones at Home Depot or like, you know, even to get you out of a jam are a little single hose ones. And they're four or five hundred bucks for a 14,000 BTU. If you're going to spend 500, 560 bucks, I think what the good one was at Home Depot for, or, I'm sorry, for a uh, dual hose or at your grocery store for a dual hose, maybe spend 1100 bucks and get one of those. I don't know if they're worth the shit or not, but you can find uh, uh, 18,000 BTU in mini split 
outlets on Amazon for 11, 1200 bucks with pre-charged lines. Because you also got to think about the, if you're not using a mini split, the humidity in the air too. We live in Colorado where we have the virtue of it being really dry all the time. Right. So air conditioners work pretty efficiently all the time here. Yep. Where if you're somewhere in the South where it gets humid, or actually if you're just anywhere where it gets humid, that AC has to work so much harder uh, to remove humidity so that it then can condition the air. That, I mean, that that could be part of the problem. We don't know where he is. If he's in the south somewhere, it could be that that, a, that AC couldn't keep up one because it's so humid that it just swamps out. Scotty just said you can order that pre-charged shit mini split online, right? Yes, Amazon sir. or whatever. Yeah, I, I don't doing. know. I was just bullshitting about him. I have no idea I would, if they're crap or not. You, I know what you you're doing. can. You can order different pre-charged shit. Some of them are getting better than others, regardless if you have the means or if you have an HVAC guy. You can trust, or if you're in not in prohibition, I don't think he said where he was geographically. Um, it's always good to have. I mean, I, Todd, it's Temp Needs Todd is an HVAC, and he has serviced so many. He'd be like one summer, it was like his whole summer, 90% of his calls were just fixing these mini splits that people try to, you know, because he was getting his his name and card passed around in different sure. circles. This guy's and like, cool. this guy's cool. Keeps yeah, his mouth shut. <laughs> so. Pre-charged lines, the only thing you got to do with them is you got to, my old man was an AC repairman, so he had the ultimate set of tools. But mm-hmm. the only thing you have to do is vacuum it out with the uh, same vacuum pump you would use to, uh, if you were making concentrates. But it's that, that's, oh, they're actually using those vacuum pumps from AC. But you have to pull any kind of air, vacuum any kind of air out of the lines or else it can screw things up. That usually voids the warranty too. Well, I am going to give a shout out here to HLG, Horticulture Lighting Group. You hear about yes. them in our Grow Talk questions. A lot of the DGC growers out there using their lights. Me too. And they're a cool company in the sense I was just calling them, getting a hold of Steve, saying, hey, I was trying to get some more coupon codes for the DGC. Currently, we have uh, coupon code DUDE is for their HLG 550 version 1 and 2 and HLG 300 version 1 and 2. And then and also the Elite 360. That's what I got. I got two Elite 360s, which are freaking cool, man. I was just playing with each of these. So I got two Elite 350s over like a four by five. No, it's a five by five. And then I've got the uh, HLG. Did you dial them back when your AC quit? Are they dimmable? You know what? I went in. I just went in yesterday and the AC was dead. And I actually just opened the screen door, (laughs) just pulling ambient air in there and it's fine. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. Well, that I was what I was getting at there. I called to speak with somebody, and nobody answered the line. And he just gave, didn't know who I was. But just gives me a call back. Hey, Steve with Horticulture Lighting Group. What can I help you with? There's real people behind there. They're gonna. They have great products, service. He's a hustler in a good way. Whenever we see him at trade shows, man, he's talking to hundreds of people, spread the knowledge on his equipment. So I vouch for the HLG lights. And Scotty, you're, this will be the first harvest, right? You're going to pull up one? Yes, definitely. I'm going to be struggling now. We're actually thinking about taking all these plants and just cutting the shit out of them, making a bunch of clones and possibly immediately flowering them up outside. But we'll, we'll decide on that. How are you going? How are you going to immediately flower them up outside? Be, light, cut light them up? down, grow them out, and then uh, and then flower them up outside. Right? Let as, nature as flower big, them up. Yeah, outside. as big plants. That's what I meant to say. All right, you we're fucking out there. I guess of beating around the bush. I've grown huge, beautiful veg plants in this thing. I haven't flowered them out yet. I was actually talking to Warehouse Kyle about that. About how do you divide a five by ten room into veg and flowering so you can actually get attached to mothers? You need to flower some shit out in there. That's your insurance policy. So if your outside gets 
ripped or mm, yeah, been I don't know anything. Some may crazy weather event or some shit. Then right. you still got your endo. Next, so you know. next year we should start plants really early inside and train them uh, to spell out "dude grows" <laughs> when they finish flowering. All right, taking back to grow talk. Indigenous mycorrhizal capture. All right. All right. Which verse recharge by Doctor Pistol Popper? Full disclosure: I'm a whore for recharge. Right. I use it indoors. Once a week, treat a long SLF 100 and homemade labs, lactobacillus. Yes, sir. And couldn't be happier. Recharge is a fantastic product, and I will make sure everybody knows so. Thank you, doctor. With that said, I have yet to use recharge in my outdoor garden. Outdoors, I inoculate with lactobacillus, castings, and indigenous mycorrhizal fungi that I capture under my most vigorous cannabis plants. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. Does, I mean, how is he capturing that? You just take the roots. Those roots are loaded. Let's get into mycorrhizae for a minute, man. Those roots are loaded with fungus. Those are myco, uh, fungus, rhizy root. They're fungus roots that extend off the main root. They stick themselves in. I won't say invaginate. I guess I did. They stick themselves into the main root and then they grow off it as, as there are these little uh, uh, supplemental roots and they're able to absorb a bunch of nutrition. They're able to absorb a bunch of moisture. And yeah, just like a fungus, if you take a piece, some pieces of it and put it in another, you know, so they can touch other roots, you'll definitely uh, inoculate. Basically, yeah, inoculate that that new plant. So, like my old root balls that are, you know, from my harvested plants that I've used recharge on the whole time. Now, roots are different than mycorrhizae. Mycorrhizae is that white, fuzzy stuff around the roots. But Mm -hmm. but one of the ways that uh, they like commercially propagate mycorrhizae is they'll grow it on really fast root growing plants, grind them up, and then grind them up. And then that's mycorrhizae. So, so one way that he's looking at inoculating mycorrhizae is to just get his old can from his healthiest cannabis plants and grind up the roots, um, which will work as an inoculation. But when we're talking about uh, just native mycorrhizae and then ones that have been picked up by scientists where they'll pick out the best one they can find natively and then they start breeding with it. Well, they don't and all make associations with, they associate with different plants. That's why I've got a, a few different varieties in there because not everybody's using it to grow weed. Uh, but uh, there's only one or two. I know the one that everybody uses is, is Glomus interatices. And that's the one, uh, that's the one that everybody uses. That's the one that we know forms the most, uh, uh, vigorous, robust. How do you like <laughs> the interatices really only works with, uh, with annuals, uh, where, okay. where the other ones are more for like conifers is where, where they'll come from or where they get used the most. And they're for perennials where it's going to come back year after year after year. And the mycorrhizae has a really long time to grow and inoculate that root where with like a short day flowering annual like cannabis, uh, we you really have to hammer it hard, and th- those ones aren't going to have time to inoculate and get their benefit there. Where interatices can inoculate almost immediately and works with per- works with annuals too. I agree. And by the way, I just remember it really easy as endo mycorrhizae for growing my endo, but that works for cannabis. Uh, ecto mycorrhizae, that stuff really is for I like pine trees and things like that. You know, for, for conifers. Most- 
Well, there, there are people yeah, sure. that, that run like Christmas tree farms. This has happened before where ah, they'll have this. an awesome Christmas tree farm. Mm-hmm. It's surrounded by like a, a really nice like old growth forest. Uh, they'll go to put a fence up around uh, their property and kill the entire mycorrhizal network connecting their plot of Christmas trees to the forest and their entire uh, plot of Christmas trees goes into decline. Yeah, suddenly you need to start buying fertilizer instead of using I the I call land. partial BS because the uh-uh. fence doesn't like go into the ground. I'm telling you, man. You know what it was? I think they were doing a trench. I think it was a moat. That would make sense. Yeah, a moat around it is what it was. The point, Hmm. damn it, the point of the story is if you cut your mycorrhizal network even far away, like they extend so far. Yes, refer to from tree to shining tree, Radiolab. They do a beautiful job with it. Didn't Paul Stamets say that one of the biggest living organisms in the world, or by far the biggest living organism in the world, was a fungal network? Yeah, yeah. It's actually up near uh, the dude, I think. All right, it is. Can I get to his question now? Bringing it full circle, coming at you. We haven't even started yet. (laughs) My question is, am I wasting my time capturing and inoculated with local mycorrhizae? Richard, reach, recharge. Get the freaking Canadian going here, you know. (laughs) Recharge. Recharge is only beneficial CFUs, whereas I'm unsure of the exact bacteria I'm capturing when I collect it myself. I would hate to colonize and inoculate anything harmful. I do it partly as a labor of love and partly because I know how much the right capture will benefit the ladies. I've yet to see any negative effects, but I wanted some input from the crew before I continue. Should I keep doing what I'm doing or substitute the indigenous myco for recharge outdoors? I'm a longtime indoor grower, but thankfully the veil of prohibition has finally lifted. Awesome. I'm able to have my first easy accessible, larger scale outdoor grow and input is appreciated. And this screen has moved twice while I'm looking at it reading. I'm like, has Google figured out how to scroll up for me? Cause I'm thinking about it while reading. <laughs> That's awesome. Dear God. following your eyes now. I think so, man. Holy shit. Okay. So is he wasting his time? I don't think he's wasting his time. If you're enjoying doing what you're doing, like diversify your, you know, microbiome, yo, as much as possible. Yeah, you guys to diversify your biome, homie. Now, you know what? I have no idea what uh, I would imagine. It's interatices or some kind of a, a version of it that's gr- that's growing on its roots. So taking the same stuff that that I have in recharge and sprinkling it in a less uh, uh, compact form, less concentrated form with the interatices and the, and the roots, it's certainly not going to hurt anything. There's a bunch of of different uh, uh, bacteria. I'm sorry, fungi in recharge. So there's really not uh, not a real reason to do it. I think it's duplicitous, but a lot of stuff duplicitous. Yeah, a lot of stuff. You're, you're, man. I'm trying not to say. It. What's the other word for duplicitous, man? Rhizophagus. <laughs> I swear to God, they. I can't remember <laughs> if they renamed it or they if they changed the name to Rhizophagus or if they made it Glomus from Rhizophagus. But either way, who the fuck is naming these things, man? Um, I do not know, but if you're watching the video show, you just caught me like touching up my hair in the computer screen. It's a little wild today. Hey, you warned. You're looking good, man. Looking good, dude. This is my wake up hair. It's not too shab. Right. <laughs> anyway, uh, more grow talk here. Let's do this. Dynamic accumulator. So this is in from No Till Punk. Yeah. What it was hi guys. Like. Long. Long time, no talk. Quick question. I'm in the second, I'm in a sealed room running CO2 and using and, dyna, and using dynamic accumulators in my no-till bed. Now, before we stop and define that, let's finish the question. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> will the dynamic accumulators be able to dynamically accumulate in a sealed room where there's no actual fresh air? I mean, he, he is running CO2. He goes, I wouldn't purge my room for fresh air. And I don't think as it just seems like a pain in the ass and a liability for possible stinkage leak. Yeah. Says, Thanks, dude, man, brothers. All so right. appreciate dynamic you, accumulators are like plants. For, this is my quick definition. They're like you would plant with your cannabis plant, the soil level that pull nutrition through their roots from the soil into them. And I don't understand why it's gonna benefit me growing, me growing my cannabis crop. Well, you, what it's, you do, I believe, is you pull them, uh, uh, you pull the top stuff, the with the growth off, and then it doesn't it compost right in place, and the well, nutrients go well, down? Yeah, well, what's going on is the dynamic accumulators are pulling up a broad spectrum micronutrition of whatever soil that they're in, right? accumulating okay. it and making it bioavailable for you to then use oh, it as yeah. a mulch for your plant. That's to right. Get. So they why store do they it in the foliage, right? They store it in the foliage. Yep. A, a really good example of a dynamic accumulator that everyone knows is dandelions. That's why dandelion so, root tea and dandelions and salads and stuff is so healthy for you, yeah. is because they have so such a high concentration of What about dandelion wine? I got a that too. friend that makes that. That shit just gives me a boner, man. Really? Interesting. <laughs> I mean, I'm good, but, you know, more the merrier. Anyway, oh, shit. moving to uh, – so I'm trying to understand the dynamic accumulator. Why I have a cannabis plant that I'm going to grow out and potentially three months cut down. Depends on how long you veg, how long you flower. Wouldn't there be some potential competition there for a dynamic accumulator versus might it take what some of what actually I want my plant to get at this point in bloom if uh, there's not enough nutrition there and they compete for it or no? Generally, no. That's why you have to be selective on the dynamic accumulators you use as like a cover crop. Like that's why people don't use dandelions because that has a competing root zone with most plants. Uh, that's it. why it's really good at choking out grass and, and yeah. other plants. Uh, it's because it's and, so good at doing that. And who so, made them weeds? You don't know the backstory there, do you? Well, no, like I, I just said, I mean, we call dandelion a weed. It has a ton of uh, medicinal benefits from its roots and uh, its leaves that we can so use. Doesn't that blow your mind too. that a, a company has tricked us to spray poison onto a flowering dynamic accumulator, my friend? Hey, look, I got about six hours of dandelion pulling to do, so I ain't going to tell you I fucking hate them, <laughs> but I'm kind of mad at them this time of year. But man. I think I think No-Till Punk has just a little misunderstanding here. They're not accumulating anything from the air. Uh, all plants are just pulling CO2 out of the air, and CO2 is the same everywhere. It's sure. not dynamically accumulating stuff out of the air. Wouldn't allow I mean, to. Th there are some plants that absorb toxins from the air. Uh, Wouldn't it allow bit. them to accumulate uh, to, to everything's going to run faster with CO2, so it's going to dynamically accumulate oh, yeah, quicker? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's definitely having more CO2 and a faster metabolism is going to help those plants accumulate faster. But um, it's only beneficial in a no-till reuse your bed situation, correct? Because you're, you got the nutrition up in the leaves of your dynamic accumulator, just love saying it. And then you cut them down and mulch them or compost them into your bed to return nutrition for the next round of plants. Like it's I not don't, benefiting. I, well, no, with the cover crop, you're not always just letting that grow the entire cycle, then cutting it down at the end of cycle. They're, they're, they'll cut it down a couple times throughout the entire cycle. But that doesn't compost enough within one cycle to become plant available again, right? Yeah, but if, if you've been doing, if you've been cutting it down and letting stuff compost every, if, 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 right. if you've been doing this more than just your first cycle, it's just constantly having stuff become bioavailable like micronutrition wise from those dynamic accumulators so it, indoors in it I, I definitely i mean using them in a no-till where you plan to reuse the soil definitely 
Makes what if I'm in a seven-gallon pot, but I plan on reusing the soil, but I'm going to take it out of there and I'm going to, you know, mix it up and all that shit. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. No till is you don't mix it up. You don't till it at the end of every well, cycle. I mean, even if you're tilling the composted stuff from it before, tilling it back in and and re-inoculating with bacteria, still same same concept is going on. You're getting, bio, you're getting bioavailable micronutrition for your plants. Really excellent question. I'm in the No-till punk and Dr. Pistol Popper. Appreciate it. Yeah, good stuff. We need soup on to, get, to join this conversation. He's my he's my guy I go to hey, for, uh, hey, for no-till hey. organics. Soup should have some just sit-ins every once in a while. Bring it. Deal. Let's do it. Uh, let's see. Dynamic accumulator done. 710 concentration celebration. It's happening. Any updates, man? July 13th. Yes, Saturday. Saturday, Cultivated July 13th. Yeah, yeah, it's going really good. Got a whole bunch of, of extract companies that are, are entering. I've got a couple of, uh, quite a few actually local folks. I was talking to Tanazi and his crew. RF3 was over a couple of days ago that's saying, look out, I'm taking I'm taking the strap is what Every he's saying. Every time you say RF3, it reminds me of R2D2, like the, they hang It reminds or me of RFK, man, but he doesn't look anything like Robert F. Kennedy did, man. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> anyway. If you guys uh, want tickets, DGCCup at Gmail. More details as well. It's basically going to be a little bit of a competition as well as a cooperation of people learning, doing dabs, uh, seeing different rosin presses work. Maybe you can bring some of your own flour to get pressed and a whole bunch of cool people. It's a good cannabis culture, if you will. If you need something to do on a Saturday night, July 13th, bring it. DGCCub at gmail.com. Yeah, you know who I'm trying to get there? Is this Puffco. Have you guys, who's used a Puffco, man? Have you used one? I wouldn't have bought a heard of it. This is Guru's Puffco. I don't know if I have it turned on, but I'll be damned. Oh, wait. We gave away one of those, I thought, in Portland. This thing is the bomb, man. It fucking, oh, there we go. Now it's glowing at me. It hits hard. I've only had one hit today, man. I think you got that at the low setting, but yeah, no. It, I mean, it, it heats up to like the perfect temperature every time and just gives you it's the best tasting dab I've taken in a really long time. Uh, yeah, we consistent. gave one of those away at the uh, throwdown in Portland, and uh, JR Token spoke pretty highly of them. Yeah, these cool. things are amazing. These things so are you're saying they're, they're coming and everybody gets a Puffco? No, I wish. I'm saying <laughs> I, I'm trying to get them to show up. If you guys know them on social media, hit them up, man. Tell them to come to the 710 Concentration Celebration. I think these are the best way. If we're lo- really trying to judge, these are about the best way. This or a really high-quality email is about the best way you're going to be able to really taste these concentrates. Right on, right on. All yes, right, sir. where are we at? Here we're at the new grower LST question. All right, by you. Who is this? Nico? Give it here. Would we, hey, guys. Love the show. I'm a first-time grower in Canada, the land of no prohibition. That's pretty debatable there since some – I think Manitoba still doesn't let you uh, let you grow. And as well as the argument of the rules that come in place when prohibition falls down and then they start enforcing other shit they never did before kind of weirdness. But anyway, I am growing indoor in a tent. So far, everything has been going great. I'm two weeks into flowering. I used pruning and low stress techniques, and my plants are T-shaped with eight growth tips, all roughly the same height. These pictures look good, man. Yeah, they do. This looks really good. This morning, I noticed several more growth tips from the lower on the plant. My question is, should I cut off the newer growth tips so my plants can focus on the original eight tops or leave the newer tips? So he's talking about, if you look in these pictures, um, in between, I can see on the first picture, there's like a lower... He's saying that this, the, the lower growing stem has made it up to the canopy 
And these are stems that have come off the main stem that are usually not even close to the diameter and they're gonna make trim, more trimming for you. They're gonna steal nutrition and shit going to your upper buds. Like I would trim off anything and try to keep definitely your four, eight main tops there, which look great. Um, yeah, but the, yeah, does he have another picture here too, or just this first one? Guru and I were talking about saying like the roots only have a certain capacity and they've got to distribute that nutrient that you put in there they, and a nutrient holding capacity, I should say. And it's yeah. got to distribute that nutrient, you know, through every part of the plant. It's going to, you know, distribute it equally. At least it's going to try. So if you're just, it's more suckers, you know, what do they call them? Suckers. Isn't that what they call those bottom and, things? And, and just more nutrient pathways that the plant has to have to it's, be able to get the stuff going there. He's saying uh, what we're all. Instead of just focusing it on your big buds, where you don't want that stuff to turn to larf. If you just leave it there, it's going to end up being like larfy buds. Yeah. Where you want to kind of lollipop up a little bit so that your plant is able to focus all its metabolism and energy on growing your buds that are going to turn into something that uh, it's going to have some bag appeal and you're going to want to keep. Sure. Sure. Not turn to edibles. No, I mean, if you got something in the center that's growing out and it looks like you could really turn into a nice top, I would say, you know, consi consider growing that out because I'm looking. It does look like you got some room in the center there to pop something up. One would pop up there. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So good. I mean, again, good uh, looking flowers are it can be harder for a newer grower because when you see something that's going to be a flower and it's it's man, it's kind of looking kind of good. But yeah, it's it's stealing juice from your tops. So cut them away on the down low. Man, it's hard to empathize sometimes with when you don't know about something. I had to learn about buying a forklift recently, you know, a couple like last year. I had no idea about it. When you just start absolutely from scratch with something, and if you're just a grower starting absolutely from scratch, I even remember when I came out here, I was like, Mike Rizey, what is that? How do I must go and get that right away, you know? And it was just like, uh, just not knowing is, is uh, I don't know. It's interesting, man. It's interesting. Yeah. What's your forklift? A Toyota? It's a Yoda. I bought that thinking of you, dude. Has it ever broken down or let you down yet? It sometimes uh, moans and groans, but no. She <laughs> That's you know, your deferred maintenance schedules, all that is. I think this might be from the <laughs> 70s. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think it might be from the 70s. Hey, I was going to see. I was cruising around before where I talk about what's going on or not going on in my grow. Over on YouTube, friend of the show, uh, Cool Cat, Urban Ramo. Yes. Uh, so it's a guru could play a little of this video. This is day 17 and flower. And it just, just, just shows a lot of good variety. I love his grow room because it's the way you walk into a clean organized and there's always the music for the ladies. Don't forget, always, this, always the music playing in there. And this, check out all the SKs hanging, the SK 600s on the ceiling. This is a true comparison when I talk about replacing DEs double-ended with SK 600s. The height between canopy and the lights is great. And overall, great grow room. So if you didn't know, Urban Ramo is doing some grow videos still that are pretty kick-ass. Check it out. His garden's up and going full on. I just wanted to give a shout. You fucking Local know you've friend. made it when you can wear a picture of yourself on your shirt. <laughs> wow. That, that Ramo's cool as fuck, man. I'm not dissing, man. No, I got to get up there and visit. That's why I, I wanted to give a shout out. I feel bad. The cat only lives a couple miles from me now, so... Yeah, we'll be hooking cool. it up. I've known that guy, or we met that guy, what, 2004, somewhere around there? When was that? That was a long time ago. He's been legit for a long time. At an advanced nutrients party in 04. <laughs> yeah. Pretty was, wild party. There was, weren't penguins there, but there should have been. Ah, uh, he was the guy with the big bag of weed, man. <laughs> it was one of the only parties, Scotty, I think I looked over to. I'm like, you know what? Way more really good looking women have just came up and started talking at me at this party that they definitely, it's just not like ironic or just happening. Yeah, you know, I think they're uh, probably paid to do that, which yeah. is fine too. Good conversation. Yeah, All right. It's like, I don't have any Coke.
And they left. <laughs> yeah, I've had that happen. That yeah, I don't do any of that shit. Oh, okay. And there's like the desperate chick that's going from guy to guy trying to. Anyway, it was a, a good party. Show. All right, it was a good. excellence. There's a freaking chocolate fountain. You gotta love it. I will say, so, Big, Big Mike had a unique strategy of selling selling <laughs> nudes that he could yes. get anywhere. <laughs> All right, so what's going on in our groves, man? I'm frustrated here because I live in this spot now. I have a couple acres here, still neighbors and whatnot. My property isn't fenced in, and I have some exposure to roads. But, dude, up here I've found out, like, there's definitely some peeps growing more cannabis outdoors than not. I saw some plants outside in the sun the other day, and nothing's more beautiful or just gets that warm, fuzzy, you know, green thumb feeling going like, man, I don't, why do I want to hang up a light? If I can do this, like screw this, such as battling the heat indoors in summer. Yep. Um, plants look so beautiful outside in the sun. So I'm struggling really hard. And you know, Scotty, I got a 14 year old. Sometimes he has some friends over, but it's getting to the point where I'm wanting to push. Like they almost look at it like, well, it's like a tomato plant or, you know, like, um, I know you got to be careful. I'm not breaking any, you know, laws. How old does he have to be to trim, man? I mean, let's get him some hair on his chest. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure it out. I was like, dude, I had an idea. I was like, okay, I know what I'll do. I'm going to plant two five-gal autos, and I'm going to put them on, like, one of those garden carts like you see at the nursery and put some caging around them because there's deer and all kinds of shit around here that will eat the plants. And I'm like, wait a minute, dude. You're going to put your cannabis plants on a cart just ready to go? Because somebody might just – would you feel pretty stupid if you saw somebody walking yeah. down the road with your cart. So <laughs> I'm working on it, man. I'm working on it. i got to get creative here. I'm thinking pallets right now, Scotty. You know how many different things you can do with pallets. So. Yeah, yeah, and just buy a forklift. You'll be fine. Yeah, you're, it's what you're, you're, do you get, you're going to do the beds on pallets, right? I don't know what I'm doing yet. I, I'm doing hundred gallon smart, uh, radical bags, right? On pallets. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Dig, dig. Well, that's about it for what's going on in my non-growth. As soon as I get growing, I'll let you guys know. Cause I got to, I could pull off two harvests still with autos. I want to give that a try. I get really upset when I go visit other growers. And I don't have my business card, which is my flower. Uh, you've so. only been there for a couple of weeks. So don't beat yourself up, brother. No, I feel you. I feel you. I got to get, I got to get my roots down. You know what I mean? I do. I do, man. To get root down. All right. <sighs> Who's slinging recharge? Uh, oh, all seasons garden supply, man. Albuquerque, Albuquerque, New Mexico. All right. Dig. If you guys like what you're hearing today, vote with your dollars. As Scotty says, give up HLG a call, man. Say, Hey, I want to try a coupon code on this other product. Let them know you heard about it on the dude grow show. Yeah. Uh, call the people you work with, try to work with some of these companies. They'll answer the phones. They'll help you out. Say where you heard us. Social share, man. Let's make a jingle to social share the show <laughs> with everybody that you can, if you can. Uh, and it's been really a listener supported word of mouth buildup so far. And that's, what's created a cool proof of where we're at, and where we're going. Yeah. Couldn't agree with you more, dude. Preach, preach. Do some shout outs, man. We give up to Across the Pond and Dasmond. Oh, Dasmond. All right. How about Dr. Pistol Popper himself and No Tilt Punk? Come on. Thanks for the contributions, y'all. It'll be Dasmond. So, but we'll cook Brad, Brad Bates and Mud Dripping. All right. Nene and Admin. Admin. Not Admin. Admin. Ideal. Guam Grower and Stoned Trout Bum. Stay higher. Yeah, take it easy, dude. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And when the boss says is to take a little break, that means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep good buzz on, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed. 
Smoking weed, I ain't done nothing wrong. 